1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Should we start off with sales here in the region as we head into the second month of the year already. Isn't that crazy? It's already February. I can't believe it. <laughs> it feels like January just started, but... It was a pretty solid month for sales compared to last January. And, you know, we can attribute a couple of four-letter words to as to why we didn't surpass last January, and that was cold and snow. Uh. We had a lot of days where it was freezing and people just did not want to go out. And then we had a lot of snow to wrap January up. So if we did not have, you know, the 10, 12 days that were extremely cold or the snow days, we would have actually exceeded last January. Wow. And I know that we, you know, we talked about this um, a lot about uh, that stress test that came into effect last January. Do you think that uh, listeners and buyers out there have kind of adjusted to it and accommodated for that stress test? For sure. People have now built that into the cost of doing business. So you now need to qualify for an amount that is determined by the stress test. And that just becomes where you're going to buy. Now, before we get to get into the specific municipalities, you mentioned to me off the air that you're starting to see multiple offers. We are, and that has to do with supply and demand. We do not have a lot of supply right now, not only in the region, but across the greater Toronto area. And once that starts to to take precedence in the market, you're going to start to see more and more people get into multiple offer situations because they want the right house. And it's not because it's the time of year, because I think typically you see that market heat up in the spring. That's what we're all doing right now. We're getting the home ready to sell in the spring. But you're saying folks are out there right now and wanting to buy. That's right. The 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 consumer confidence that has been building over the last six or seven months is at a peak right now. And people are very excited and they want to get into their home. It doesn't matter if they're leasing or they're buying. They want their homes right away. And that's what we're not seeing. We haven't seen the supply equal the demand right now. So as the inventory levels come down and supply starts to amp up as we get towards the spring market, you're going to start to see more and more multiple offers. So that window that we kept saying was closing and it was closing fast for buyers, it's closing at a, a more rapid pace right now. So you got to get your foot in that window and, and pry it open because you don't want to compete for houses. And that's going to come in the next two months. So let's talk specifically about sales in the area. What are the hot regions? The three hot spots for January were Markham, Vaughan, and Richmond Hill. So Markham showed 136 sales for the, the month. Vaughan was right behind them with just over 120, and Richmond Hill was over 100 as well. So once you start to see that, especially in January, for those three areas to be over 100, that's pretty solid. And that's going to continue through February, March as we head into the spring market. The momentum that those areas are gaining is going to translate into more momentum for the Stovilles and the Kings and the Auroras and the new markets because they get the, the backup people. So once 
the big three have taken a lot of sales and they start getting into multiple offers, people start looking outside. And what accounts do you think for that momentum, A? And B, do we know what types of properties are being sold? Are we looking at single-family homes? Are we looking at condos? Because the condo market was on the rise, but you've mentioned on the show that, you know, the, the cost of that condo is also going up. When you look at the big three, so Markham, Vaughn, Richmond Hill for January, we are starting to see a lot of condos. It's almost 30, 35% condos that are being sold in these areas. And that is pretty consistent across the board. Areas like King, areas like Stouffville, Aurora, even Newmarket, they don't have a lot of condos. So their growth is limited to single family homes. So that's why they're going to kick it in a little bit later. But right now, the consumers just want a property that they can get into. And if condos are what they can afford, that's where they're going. And is that condo still the affordable property? Because you've said that the condo, the cost of the condo is going up. Is it still the way to get your foot in the door? It is. If you look at the average price of a condo itself in Markham, it has, it has grown to 509000 Now, we, re, we spoke last year about how the average price of a condo was 493 So you've seen uh, you know, growth in that average price point as well. Same within Vaughn, the average price for a condo has grown to 477000 The average price for a condo in Richmond Hill is 440000 So it's starting to creep up there, and that's the, the hot market right now is between the four and 600000 range, and that's what people are able to buy. So you mentioned that Markham, Vaughn, Richmond Hill were the hot spots. What do you see going forward this month then? The momentum is going to carry through and you're going to start to see Aurora creep up. You're going to start to see New Market, Stouffville. These are all markets that piggyback off of the Vaughns, the Richmond Hills and the Markhams. And now you're going to start to see those areas start taking off. Georgina, which was absolutely, you know, pretty much dead over the last year or so, they made a big rebound in January. There was, there was almost 40 sales in Georgina for January, which is great because I mean, they sold just as much as Newmarket, Aurora. So you're starting to see people look outside of the the traditional areas. And that has to do with affordability, I'm assuming? Affordability, accessibility. You know, people are realizing that it's only 10 minutes north on the 404. So all of those factors play into making Georgina the hotspot as well. When we come back, the value of a home inspection. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Stefan Grescu, a registered home inspector and professional engineer. He has performed home inspections in York Region for over 10 years. Stefan, welcome to On the Market. Thank you very much, Asif. Nice to be here. Stefan it's it's a, a different kind of feel out there in the real estate market right now because we've seen the return of the home inspection. You've probably been swamped lately. Yes, yes, you're right, Asif. Uh, I certainly am busier now. It seems like uh, clients are, are deciding to go back to home inspections. Um, 
just to make sure everything is okay with the house before purchasing it. And after going through all the multiple offers and, you know, people didn't have time to, to uh, build in a home inspection condition or anything like that. So it really uh, does offer a lot of peace of mind to prospective buyers and, and even the sellers. Like, you know, they want to make sure that they're not subject to anything after the fact because if they're warranting that everything is working and something happens after, I mean, there was a lot of gray area before without the home inspection. Yes, that's right, and and you bring up a good point about uh, the seller's inspections because uh, I've certainly seen an increase in those. Uh, it it really makes sense to have that inspection beforehand and have a report available for anybody that's walking through the home and looking at the house, and they they will have the report right there and know what they're getting into before making an offer. And, and with the seller's inspection, you're talking about a pre-inspection, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we call it either a, a seller's inspection or a pre-inspection or a pre-listing inspection. And that's, you know, we offer that for our clients as well uh, from time to time when they have an older home because we want to make sure that they have an opportunity to fix everything before it gets pointed out by a buyer's home inspection. Take us through the process of doing a pre-inspection. What do you look at? How is it different from a full inspection or a, a, a buyer's inspection? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Well, a pre-inspection is actually exactly the same as a buyer's inspection. The only difference is is that it's uh, it's performed before the house goes on the market. Um, and the reports generated to have at the home for prospective buyers. Um, uh, so basically what it is, is a, is a complete evaluation of the home. Um, home inspectors look for major issues uh, with the home that would affect a buyer's decision to buy the home. Um, so basically everything, how I explain it, from the foundation up to the roof. So a full assessment of the foundation the exterior, uh, the electrical, the heating, the plumbing, inside the home, doors, windows, uh, flooring, walls, ceilings. And then, of course, it's very important to, to take a, a look up in the attic and make sure ventilation is good. Also, the amount of insulation as well. And Stefan, can I ask, is a pre-inspection and a buyer's inspection, it seems rather redundant. Why are they both necessary? Shouldn't they both come to the same conclusion? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the pre-inspection is not uh, quite as popular as the buyer's. So um, the pre-inspection would be done in hopes of not having a buyer's inspection performed so that you would have the report available. But uh, I know for, for a fact that sometimes the, the prospective buyers will perform another buyer's inspection, so you'll actually have two inspections on the home. That doesn't really make sense, uh, and that is, like you said, redundant. So you know, the hope of the pre-inspection is that you have the one report that's done by a reputable home inspector and that would forego the buyer's inspection. And, and I'm glad you pointed that out, a, a report by a reputable home inspector, because there's so many people that take claim to being a home inspector. Tell us a little bit about your designations and and how you set yourself apart from just 
a contractor or somebody that's claiming to be a home inspector? Right, right. So I, I've chosen to become a registered home inspector. So that's the RHI designation. And that's through the Ontario Association of Home Inspectors. Um, so I am fully accredited to perform home inspections in accordance with the standards of practice of, of the Ontario Association of Home Inspectors. Um, but I'm also a licensed professional engineer. So I've been dabbling with, with home renovations for quite a few years. So that's another designation, not essential, but uh, seems to, to help me in, in terms of uh, performing inspections and the credibility of, uh, of my reports and my inspections. And how does someone find out if um, they have the RHI designation? Yes, that's a good question. Well, you can actually do an online search at um, the Ontario Association of Home Inspectors uh, website. Their abbreviation is O-A-H-I or OAHI. Uh, so if you do an online search and then there's a section there where you can actually search for the name of the inspector or even the region, if you're looking for a particular region, for example, York Region, uh, then you would have a listing of all the RHIs that, that come up. Stephanie, a great point you made earlier was you look for major issues. And by that, it it's concerning as to how many of these people that pretend to be home inspectors or even home inspectors try to point out issues that could just be wear and tear and, and their normal wear and tear on a home, which is 15, 20 years old, and make those into issues. But tell me how you treat, uh, you know, what's a deal breaker with the major issues? What is a deal breaker? What's considered wear and tear? What should buyers be concerned about? Right, right. Well, good question. Uh, the way the way that I always prepare my inspection reports and when the client comes around with me is that I'll clearly explain that uh, what is a maintenance item. So, for example, uh, roof shingles typically will have to be replaced every 15 to 20 years. Uh, another example would be a furnace typically would have to be replaced every 15 to 20 years. So I will make those life expectancies known uh, to the client plus in the report. So that way you'll know which which are the regular maintenance items. Um, but the major issues, uh, in my opinion, most major issues would would result in negligence of the home or uh, something happening with the structure where to fix those items would be very costly. So typically... Uh, the way I break my reports down, and, and I know other home inspectors do it as well, is I'll have a summary page of any items that uh, would be in in excess of one to two thousand dollars to uh, to repair in the next five years. So long, uh, the short term major costs coming up. That's how my reports would be worded. Now, Stephen, we began this conversation, and Asif said home inspections are back. Why? Where did they go? And I'll ask this to both of you, because was it just because buyers were so desperate out there that they they decided to forego the home inspection? And the second part of my question is, what about, are there horror stories out there in terms of folks that did decide to pass on the home inspection and, and what happened to them? So I, I can start with that, Stephen. And, and what happened sure. was in the really hot market, Tina, 
people wanted to go in with the cleanest offer possible. And that was no financing condition, no home inspection condition. It, it was a buyer beware, take your chances and let's just get this house because we Thanks. really want it. And we would tell our buyers, let's do a home inspection before the offer date. And that way you're going in with peace of mind that even if you're offering 10 or 20 or 30,000 over asking, at least you know you're not going to be investing five or 10,000 after you move in because of something you missed by not having a home inspection condition. Stefan, maybe you can touch on some horror stories. Uh, if you've heard of anyone that purchased without a home inspection and then came to you after the fact and said, hey, can you come and check this house out? Yes, yes, I've actually done a few of those. Uh, what what really comes to mind, what's most common is is that a house is pre- presented in very good condition. Uh, so basically, there's a, a very superficial renovation that's done. Um, in in our industry, we call it lipstick on a pig. So basically, what that means is everything looks great. You walk into the home and it it looks fine. Um, and that's what people see when they, they come in. But the real issues are behind the walls um, with the mechanicals of the home. And that's something that a home buyer can't see. And that's by foregoing a, a home inspection, that's where the risk is that everything may look good up front, but in behind the electrical is, is not done properly. Um, there weren't any permits pulled, the structure has been changed, and there's evidence that it hasn't been done correctly as well. So those are the the horror stories I've come across um, when a buyer hasn't performed a home inspection. Stefan, just before we let you go, I want to get get you to tell us where people can reach you if they have any questions or if they need to schedule a home inspection. And one more thing I wanted to touch on before that is New builds, you were saying how everything looks good and people are happy with the way it looks, but what's behind it? For a new build, for a new condo or a new home, it's always advisable to take a home inspector in before you close on the property. So tell us, have you done a lot of that lately with all the new construction coming up? Yes, yes, I have. There's there's actually a separate type of inspection um, that are called Terion inspections. So Terion is a, a home warranty program that's typically uh, offered for for new builds, and it can be done at several points in the process. It could be done before closing, but a Terion inspection can also be done at the one year and the two year mark as well. So that will go through the issues that are associated uh, with Terion, which are predominantly uh, visual fit and function type issues, but it, mechanicals are also covered as well. So those are very good inspections to have on, on new homes. And there's always something even on a new home that, that typically needs to be fixed. So there's no such thing as, as a perfect home. Um, now, new homes the issues tend to be a little bit smaller. They may be just a cosmetic issue, but uh, they are still covered under carry-on. That's great information, Stefan. How do people get a hold of you? Well, the, the easiest way is, uh, is, is by calling me directly. Um, it's 905-715-6522. That's great. Thank you so much for all that information, and we look forward to speaking with you again. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to find On the Market and list of our other shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. The first one comes from John in Maple. They plan to list their home this spring, but have not yet settled on a real estate agent. He wants to know, Asif, is it okay to ask specifically what the agent will do to sell his home and what should his expectations be? John, great question. And yes, most definitely, you should be asking questions when the realtor comes in because you want to know, one, how they came up with the price point that they are recommending and also how are they going to be marketing your home? What type of reach will their marketing material have? Are they marketing locally? Are they marketing internationally? And how many people do they expect to get through your home? There's something called a 10-10 rule where in the first 10 days, you should have 10 people through. And if not... Why, if you do get 10 people through, you should expect an offer. And if you don't get 10 people through, you have to look at, you know, three conditions. So you have to look at your, the accessibility to the home. Are is your home available to show at any time? Is your home priced properly? Which is most uh, likely the problem if it's not selling because you don't want to be the highest bidder for your own home. You want to make sure you're priced at market value plus or minus any upgrades that you have. And then what's the condition of your home? There's only three reasons a home will or will not sell, and it's condition of home, accessibility, and price point. And in terms of, you know, should he ask about social media as well? Should that be part of the equation now? That is part of the marketing reach, and social media is a huge part of our marketing. So you want to be able to get your home exposed to as many people as possible. It's no longer enough to put a sign on the lawn and put your home on the MLS. So you want to make sure you find out exactly how your home is going to be marketed and where it's going to be marketed. Okay, the second part of John's question is, if he decides to hold on to his home and rent it, how difficult is it to rent a home as opposed to a condo? Another great question. And what we would want to do is look at your financial situation. Are you able to hold on to this home and still move into your next home? Because if you are, then... It's, it actually makes more sense for you to build your real estate portfolio by holding on to this home and renting it out rather than selling it. If you do need the money to move into your next home, then for sure, go ahead and sell it. But if you can hold on to it and rent this home out, it's just as easy to rent out a home as it is a condo. There, the number of homes on the market for rent right now are declining and there's not a lot of good inventory. So you will be surprised as to how much attention your home gets if you're trying to rent it out. Our next question comes from Sean in Richmond Hill. His question is also about rentals. He doesn't think he has enough for a down payment and additional costs of purchasing a home. How does he go about finding a rental property in Richmond Hill? And what are the first steps in saving for that down payment? Again, another great question. There's some pretty good ones this week. So 
Sean, what you want to do is you want to sit down with a mortgage advisor and you want to be able to find out what you can afford to put away every month and how long that process would take to to get you. Do you qualify for a 5% down? Do you qualify for 10% down? So we want to make sure that you're saving so that even if you're renting for a year over the course of that year, we want to put you in a position to be able to buy at the end of that term. If you want to rent for two years, we want to put you in a position to buy at the end of two years. But it totally depends on your financial obligations and and how we can get you to save for this. If you're looking to rent right now, there's a a lot of rental properties out there in Richmond Hill in terms of condos and, and even semis and towns, even detached homes. So again, it depends on how much money you want to save and how much money you want to be able to put away for your down payment. That's going to determine your affordability for renting right now. You don't want to put everything that you're making into a rental payment because that's going to make it harder for you to save. So let's sit down, take a look at your entire financial picture, and then we can determine where you can go and rent right now to allow you the opportunity to buy in the future. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? They can call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Or they can go to the 105.9 The Region website, click on Shows, Schedule, and then On the Market. Okay, time now for this week's Hot Listing. And joining us next is Heather Cooper from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thank you, Tina. This week's Hot Listing is an amazing three-level three-bedroom, four-bathroom townhouse. It's located in Pickering at 1508 Winville Road. That's at Brock and Taunton. When you walk in this place, it's absolutely stunning. It's bright. It's spacious. It's got a main level rec room with a full four-piece bathroom, a walk out to the backyard. And as you go up the stairs, you walk into this huge kitchen, beautiful cabinetry. You've got stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, a huge island, Hardwood floors on the main. You've actually got a separate office as well. And then you go up the stairs. You've got three large bedrooms and two full bathrooms up there. This place is gorgeous. And what's the list price for this home? You won't believe this. The list price on this one is $668,000. Unbelievable. That sounds great. What do you think? Almost 2,400 square feet of living space for $668,000. This is a steal. So if you're an investor looking to rent out a property, this might be the one for you. But if you're a, a young family, and you're going to have lots of room in here. One of the rooms on the main level can actually be converted to a bedroom. It's being used as a den right now, but it has a bathroom right beside it. It, it can be converted to a bedroom, but also the main level. The main level has a four-piece bath, and there's a lot of models in the area with the same layout that use that as a master bedroom. So, so many different options, so much space in here. It's a great home. Is it a fairly new townhome? It is. It's only about three or four years old and it's a growing area. It's minutes to the 407. So you're right at Brock and 407. It's uh, it's a very hot area for younger families. Okay, Heather, one more time, the highlights of this home and where our listeners can get more information. Okay, this home is located at 1508 Winville Road. That's in Pickering at Brock and Taunton. It's listed at $668,000. And for more information, you can contact Asif Khan at 905-554-5522. Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> Good show this week, Asif. This is great, Tia. Thank you very much. Thanks That's for our listeners. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.